Welcome, fantasy football peoples, to another episode of the Commission Podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood commissioner, Tony. And I'm Ricky Dave. And today, we have some news to get into. First and foremost, Jimmy G. Eh, well, I guess we can call that first and foremost. But Jimmy G, no restrictions for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he's going to go ahead and report to camp. He's got no restrictions on what's going on with him. Uh, he did have a foot surgery, foot surgery going into uh, the offseason. Uh, people say he should have done it a bit sooner, but uh, he was signed in the offseason. He, when he said he was going to get signed, they waited about a week before they actually made it official and had his official press conference. Um, yeah, and then they said later on that he was going to have his foot surgery, and they were like, well, why didn't you do that sooner? What's going on? And they were probably just talking about, well, are you sure? Is it going to be good? Yeah, it'll be good, blah, blah, blah. Just talk back and forth. And then... Then they had his press conference, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess everything's fine. And then they said later, oh, surgery. And then everyone's like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's going to have no restrictions, which is good, because otherwise it was going to be Aiden O'Connell, a uh, rookie that they drafted, I believe, third or fourth round for the Raiders, or it was going to be Brian Hoyer. Yeah, um, and those were probably not good options. They keep praising Aiden O'Connell as – possibly the next Tom Brady, which is like, no, he's not. Don't, don't do that. He's not Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not Tom Brady. Don't, don't do that. Uh, granted, Jimmy Garoppolo is also not Tom Brady, but at least he played with Tom Brady. Granted, so did Brian Hoyer, but at least Jimmy Garoppolo has gone to the Super Bowl and played in the Super Bowl, not Brian Hoyer. So, uh, at least Jimmy G, who is on par with Derek Carr, uh, right around the same level, uh, I believe it is a better option than the other two guys. So that that's good for Devontae Adams. That's good for Josh Jacobs. That's good for uh, Michael Mayer, who's the tight end that, that they drafted in the second round. Um, that's good for Hunter Renfro. So that's good for all around. So he, he should be back, which is how I had projected. I projected uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to be starting, uh, which will go over. The, those rankings will go over for quarterbacks, um, and I'll, I'll have him as, as all 17 weeks uh, playing. So that, that's good. Um, also for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs so far still not signing, um, and it doesn't look like he's reporting to camp. Yeah. Uh, I still have him, uh, I believe, projected for a full 17 weeks. I, I haven't taken any any weeks out, but if we get further and further into training camp and he's not reporting, which, I mean, he probably won't, but if he gets in there, Three weeks in, starts missing some of the preseason games, then I'll, I'll probably start taking weeks off and getting his his projections down, his yardage down, his carries down, and it's just going to push him down in, in where his ADP is and overall, where I expect him to be drafted overall. So right now he's projected probably in the back of the first, beginning of the second round, and which is a good spot for him, but if he's going to be missing the first, second week of the season, then that's, he's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he's probably going to be pushing to the third or fourth round because if he's going to miss a couple of games, it's not worth it to draft him that high. Granted, last year was an awesome year. He had, what, around 300 carries, like 1,500 yards, and had a 300-yard game. It was ridiculous. But if he's going to be missing two games, three games, four games, who knows what's what's going to happen. 
it's it's not worth it to get him that high. Uh, but in good news in the running back world, you got Saquon, who's also being drafted around that uh, uh, around that first uh, the first second turn. Uh, he did sign his deal, which is just above what the franchise tag was, which is right around ten and a half million. Uh, he signed his deal with that is uh, worth up to eleven million, and uh, with and that includes a million worth of incentives. So it's he signed it for ten with a million in incentives. So it's worth up to eleven million. Yeah, so that, that's that's good for him. Yeah. Granted, um, uh, Trayvon Diggs uh, signed a deal that essentially gives him uh, closer to twenty million a year, and he's a cornerback versus a running back. Who gets essentially less work? He's not grabbing. He's not getting as much work with the ball all the time. It, it, it just it is what it is for running backs. Yeah. But hey, he's on your Cowboys. You should be happy that keeps up that defense. So keep it strong. Uh, it, do you have the the Cowboys on your your dynasty team? Mm-hmm. You do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that should make you happy. Your your Cowboys are, mm-hmm. are still a uh, a steady Black on your Lord. dynasty team. Nice. <laughs> Um, uh, in more running back news, we've got Jonathan Taylor. Thomas. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. My man. <laughs> JTT. Um, Pinocchio. What's he, Pinocchio? Yeah. He was, he was Pinocchio. Alive, I forgot Pinocchio. about that. Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, you're, it was making a me, while, you're making me feel old, man. Yeah. Uh, it's that time. What do you mean it's that time? I feel like this is like that. That's the the sweet spot of our age. It's like, oh, wow. In the 90s? We are old, yeah, because it's already like a couple decades. Like, I don't know. I for sure cannot relate to children. Like, I don't know what's current or... Um, Wow! Well, yeah, you don't know what the the kids like. That's what you were saying. But, yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor is on the pup list to start. um, So, he's not like Josh Jacobs where he's... Uh, on purpose, missing training camp. He is on the pup list. Um, the pup list, the PUP, is physically unable to perform. So he is recovering from his knee injury from last season, which that hurt me in one of my leagues. That wasn't fun. But as a person, he is uh, still recovering. So it's fine when you're on the PUP, the pup list, going into training camp. You can go on, go off. But when you're in season on the pup list, I believe when you go on, it is for six weeks. But when you're in training camp, you can go on, go off, go on, go off, doesn't matter. So it's good that he's on it now. He's trying to recover, and hopefully he's able to get back into active duty um, before the season actually starts. So we'll we'll be monitoring that and see what happens. Uh, Jimmy Graham, who I thought had retired by this point, has not retired, and he's back with the Saints. <laughs> Uh, he spent some time with the Seahawks. Uh, I believe that's all he spent the time with. And then he's now back with the Saints, signed a one-year deal, and now gets to play with Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr, along with getting Jimmy Graham as a tight end, has also gotten Foster Moreau, who came over from the Raiders. Uh, weren't sure if they were going to have Foster Moreau as a, a playable asset because he had uh, some form of cancer. Can't remember that, and I, and I didn't write that down. But uh, he was able to uh, get treatment and is, is going to be able to play during the season. Mm-hmm. So now he's got two playable assets, kind of. Jimmy Graham is just probably kind of there. He's probably going to be a blocking tight end rather than a playable asset because Jimmy Graham is very old. <laughs> he's been in, in the league for quite a while, over a decade, because he played with Drew Brees. There's that. I'm just surprised he's still going. Uh, in other news, 
Uh, we've got Nick Bosa, who is going to be sitting out camp, and he's waiting for a new deal. Lynch and Shanahan don't expect him to play because they expect him to try to sit out for that new deal. He is, I believe, in his fourth year, so he's trying to get his deal. Um, he know Knowing that he's a first-round pick, when you're a first-round pick, they can give you that fifth-year option and keep you on the rookie deal because typically if you um, are a second-round pick, you get four years on your rookie deal, and then you can try it for that new contract automatically. But if you are a first-round pick, you get four years, plus they can add on a fifth year and, and keep you on the rookie deal. So they keep you for cheaper while they try to negotiate that, that, uh, that long-term deal if they, if they want to keep you. But he's like, I know I've played well. I want a deal. So sitting out is really the only option they have to try to, try to go for that. Um, then also, uh, we just heard about this before the show started, was uh, Justin Herbert signed a five-year, $262.5 million deal, which gives him about $52 million a year, which was expected to, to happen. So he's also he's also been in the league for about four years, uh, if I remember that correctly, four years. And yeah, that was expected that he was going to get a deal. Granted, he's only been in the playoffs once at this point, but he is one of the higher-end QBs. He's shown shown his medal, so yeah, it's 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 expected and it's definitely worth it. He's done everything that's expected of him. Last year wasn't a very good year, but he was also playing with uh, broken ribs or broken back. I think it was broken ribs, and the broken back was uh, Matthew Stafford. And then his top two wide receiving options, which were ah, not Allen Robinson. Why is that going to my head? I know it's Allen and Mike Williams. They were they were hurt on and off throughout the season. But he still had uh, Austin Eckler to play with, and they were still able to get into the into the playoffs. So he was able to, to to muster through it. They just kind of collapsed against against the the Jaguars, and uh, definitely worth it. And they secured their guy for the next five years at least. So so that's good. And uh, that's all the top news that we got going on. Any anything you you want to shoot in there? Or are you just kind of no, like listening yeah, to me going just, through? Yeah, I was going to say I'm just the the wall. I'm bouncing back. I agree. <laughs> you, you agree. You're the color commentator. Yeah. Uh, that's my thoughts exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the QB rankings. So we're just going to go ahead and go through the top twenty that we've got in in my rankings here, and actually at twenty. Uh, I've got Brock Purdy from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, that's some other news that came up, which was good. So that helped with the rankings as I was doing them is that Brock Purdy has been cleared after his elbow surgery with uh, uh, going being able to go through full um, physical activity, full football activity. So he's expected to be back for week one, which is good. So he had an amazing last eight, nine games when he jumped in after Jimmy Garoppolo went down. So he had amazing last eight, nine games when he came in, nearly got them into the Super Bowl and then got hurt via his elbow in that NFC Championship game. And uh, I believe he knocked it against an opposing team, uh, their helmet, and that's what knocked him out. He tried to come back in. Yeah. He tried to come back in, and that's, that's the reason that he had the offseason surgery. Uh, and he didn't have Tommy John surgery. He just had off-season surgery, just uh, basic to, to help him with that because if he had Tommy John surgery, that's basically year, year and a half off, and he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be able to come back for the season. Uh, Tommy John surgery is typically something that is done for 
um, baseball pitchers. And that is, I, I looked into it, that is when um, they basically make a new tendon that, that uh, th- uh, when it attaches uh, the upper arm to the lower arm, to the forearm, to, to make it work better. Sure. Because, because you, you just tore it up. Um, it's it's really strange how they do it. They have to like drill a hole into the bone, and uh, uh, it's 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 really strange. But that's why it takes so long to recover. Yeah, that sounds gnarly. Yeah, it, it, it is really gnarly. Luckily, he didn't have to do that. Uh, it was just they essentially it was minor surgery instead of major surgery. But he still needed time to recover. It just wasn't the major year, year and a half recovery. So he's back, which is good. And uh, that's that allowed him to. Granted, he's not he's not top ten guy. He could, he could be, um, yeah, with, with, uh, with Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, he, anytime you have one of those quarterbacks, you can almost throw any of those guys in there. I don't trust Trey Lance. I, if it was Trey Lance, he definitely was going to be that high up there because we've only seen him maybe five games total. And I had him in dynasty (laughs) and I traded him away. I used him to jump up, like I said before, to that third, to that second pick, to ensure that I could get C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud, right now, on my list, I've got him down um, below Bryce Young, um, uh, down onto twenty-six. Uh, actually, I have Bryce Young um, at twenty-one. Surprisingly, just because he has a few more options, the options for the the Texans compared to. The options for the Carolina Panthers are a little more secure, either veteran or just more viable. Uh, it's a little more unknown what's going on with the Houston Texans in their wide receiver room. But back to Brock Purdy, um, I do trust him more than if it was going to end up being Trey Lance for sure. Okay, so I have him projected right around 4,000 uh, 4, passing yards, which I, I believe he could go a little bit more, not too much more. Because he hasn't actually played a full season, but uh, definitely with Kyle Shanahan, he he always is able to manufacture things for his wide receivers, and he's got two very good wide receivers, and especially you can make it three, you can make it four because he's got George Kittle, he's got Christian McCaffrey, and then his actual wide receivers, he's got Brandon Ayuk, he's got Debo Samuel's. Both of those guys are good, along with a running back slash wide receiver, along with a tight end slash wide receiver. He's got plenty of options there to, to go with them. Now, the top-end guys are always going to be able to get 4,000-plus, 4,500-plus, but he's definitely able to get at least that 4,000, for those 4,000 yards. And then uh, if we go up, then we go back to Jimmy Garoppolo like we're talking. So Jimmy Garoppolo also with that news that he is able to, uh, he's able to also go in with no restrictions. Um, he's, he's up there at my number 19 QB. So with him... He's also got Devontae Adams, who's arguably top three wide receiver, possibly the top wide receiver. And last season, it was, okay, he came off uh, playing with Aaron Rodgers, the, a Hall of Fame quarterback, to playing with Derek Carr. And playing with Derek Carr, you're like, oh, he's definitely not going to be able to be a top-end wide receiver. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback to Derek Carr. And then he ends up being a top three, top five wide receiver again. Well, okay, he's coming off Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, who's basically a lateral move. What is he going to do? I think he's still going to be a top five wide receiver. And he's got Devontae Adams. 
now they're getting Michael Mayer. They lost um, Darren Waller. Darren Waller now is with the New York Giants, but they picked up Michael Mayer. Granted, Michael Mayer is a tight end that's a rookie. You can't expect too much from a rookie tight end. And he's still, they drafted him in the second round. So he's going to do something. I predict him to do at least a little bit, uh, maybe about 30 receptions. But it's still something that he can work with. He's got Josh Jacobs if he plays a decent amount, even if it's not a full 17 games, even if it's 15 games, 16 games, 14 games, somewhere around there, he's still going to be able to use him. He's still a receiving back now. Um, He's got Hunter Renfro. That's valid. He's got Jacoby Myers coming over from New England, who um, McDaniels knows how to use because McDaniels was in New England. So he, he knows how to use Jimmy. Jimmy was also in New England with McDaniels. So all of that stuff correlates for Jimmy G to be able to do something. I also have Jimmy G right around 4,000 yards also. Um, also with a few more uh, touchdowns, the only reason being because McDaniels is expected, I would say, to throw more rather than trying to use his running backs more. Kyle Shanahan is expecting... I expect Kyle Shanahan to try to use Christian McCaffrey and his running backs more. Um, Kyle Shanahan likes to use his running backs for a lot of things. He knows how to use his running backs. And McDaniels uses one running back. So that's just where I'm kind of sitting, using the short passing yards because Jimmy Garoppolo is more of a short yardage kind of passing guy, 10 to 20 yards passing, uh, you know, that, that range. Um, use Devontae Adams when he can, and then, of course, use Josh Jacobs when he can. So hand the ball off when he can and and not not really try to, you know, get, get those running backs to use those 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 hook routes or those um, those counter runs, that kind of stuff. So not much. Uh, 26 touchdowns versus 28 touchdowns. It's still right around that same range. Now, both of these guys... Um, they, I expect them to run about the same because both of them didn't really run a lot. Uh, I have Brock Purdy running about 40, uh, 40 times versus 35 for Jimmy G because they both really don't run a lot and not many yards. But Brock Purdy hardly ran, so it, it's really not part of their game at all. Like n- Neither of them I have hitting over 100 yards at all. But they're still down there. They're still worth um, worth that that second QB pick, if you want to just make sure you've got some solid, that solid second guy to pick up. Uh, then we have the next guy up. I've got Deshaun Watson from Cleveland. Now, personally, I'm not going to pick up Deshaun Watson. Again, this is just personal bias. I'm not going to get him. I'm a Texans fan. He screwed us. He, what he's been accused of, I just can't do it. But unbiased. This is where I have him in my rankings. So right above Jimmy G and Brock Purdy. So as our uh, 18th ranking, uh, I got him at about 3,500 yards just because I don't have him. He looked like crap last year. The reason that he's up here is because he still should be able to run. Like that's not going to change. He can still run. Even if he can't throw, he can run. And that's it's it's just like a rookie quarterback that can't throw, as long as they're athletic and can run, that's not going to change. Now he's a bit older, so he's not going to be able to run as, as well as he did four or five years ago. But he still 
is going to be able to do it. He might be a bit slower. He might not be able to get as many yards, but he's still going to be able to do it. So I've got him at the 3,500 yards, only uh, 25 touchdowns. When he was really good, halfway through the season, he was able to get 21, 22 touchdowns. So I, I don't expect him to be able to get 30 plus. 25 touchdowns seems about right, which is about a, a touchdown, maybe a touchdown and a half per game, right around there. Um, but I, I do see him as being able to get about 500 yards, and that that puts him about 30 yards a game. So that that seems about right, um, with about 100 attempts. So that that puts him at around uh, that that puts him at roughly four or five attempts per game, which makes sense. I I, I can definitely see that he can easily. If he wants to, if things are breaking down, if with Nick Chubb there as a threat, definitely. If if they're packing the box and he does a fake handoff to Nick Chubb, he's going to be able to run it to the outside. He's definitely young enough at at 28 to s- still kind of do it, to break to the outside if the box is packed. So I, I, I can definitely see him do that. So right around 18. I, I can't see him getting to 4,000 yards unless he shows me something in the first couple of games. But right now, and it could just be my bias kicking in to where I can't see him picking up where he was in Houston. But yeah, that, that's, that's where I am. I'm not going to pick him. You guys can pick him. David, you can pick him. I, I'm I'm not going to. I, I think the only one that I want off of Cleveland right now would be Nick Chubb. Uh, other than that, I don't think I want the pass catchers. I don't want, I, I don't want the Sean Watson. But that's, that's just me. We're here to talk football. Unbiased, <laughs> yeah. But uh, biased opinion, yeah. Um, next up, surprisingly, I actually have Russell Wilson. He had a very bad season last year. Uh, so he he's got the old Saints coach Sean Payton coming back, uh, to help out in Denver. Uh, which I believe Sean Payton is going to be able to to help up his game. He did look like he lost a step, but Sean Payton should be able to help him get at least some of it back. I don't think he can get all of it back, but at least something compared to what he was last season. Because Russell Wilson just looked terrible, absolutely terrible last season. Uh, Everybody expected them to give the Kansas City Chiefs a run for their money in the AFC West, and they just didn't. It was absolutely terrible. Sean Payton should at least give the reins like get the way the reins away from Russell Wilson because I think um I forget who the coach was last year for him but just gave too much of it to Russell Wilson and he did not need that he did not need to have his ego fed that much Sean Payton needs to take it back Sean Payton was very good with Drew Brees and should be able to to bring bring that that strength and that type of play calling that type of offense to help him out because he has plenty of weapons to use it's just he did not do it properly it was terrible and and the defense was great the defense held teams to like 16 points and they should have been able to win and they couldn't they just couldn't so uh, at least with the way that I have them ranked knowing that um, I've got I've got Russell Wilson here um, let me see projected with just over 4,000 yards so I believe he can do it. I believe he can do more if Sean Payton can can pull this out. So I can believe he can get closer closer to four thousand five hundred yards. But right now I've got him just over four thousand with the weapons that he's got because he has Cortland Sutton, which has been falling off. 
and Sean Payton can help him out. But if he if he goes the Michael Thomas route, where he had he had potential, Michael Thomas, of course, was great. He he had that wide receiver one year. Um, I don't think Cortland Sutton can get there. He can at least be in the top ten, maybe, probably more like top fifteen. Jerry Judy, it, it more more has that potential. So I have Jerry Judy projected higher, but. Sean Payton definitely has the ability to to get them both up there, um, and that, that's that's really where I'm I'm putting my my thought process is, is where my projection is is with Sean Payton, not with Russell Wilson, which what Sean Payton can do, because he's got Javante Williams to to help with that. He's got two good wide receivers. He's got um, Greg Dulcich who had a great rookie season, so he's got pieces to use. He's got a great defense to use, and definitely that that can be higher. And it's probably going to be more of a short passing game rather than a long passing game. But I, I believe that more so, like I said, Sean Payton is that is the one that's going to help get the offense going rather than what Russell Wilson's going to be able to do. It's just that Sean Payton's going to be the one that's guiding it rather than trusting in what Russell Wilson's doing. I don't have him rushing, rushing too much. Um, definitely more so than Jimmy G and Brock Purdy, but less than Deshaun Watson. So I have him at about 300 yards. Which which helps um, and uh, three touchdowns, uh, so three hundred yards, three touchdowns, so that 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 bumps him up, still above Deshaun Watson, mainly because I have him with more passing yards. Next up, I have Dak Prescott. I, I'm I'm actually surprised I have him so low. I think mainly because I've got him with so few rushing yards, and and also also because they have Schottenheimer as their new OC, so their their offensive coordinator moved to um, the Los Angeles Chargers. So we were actually just talking about Justin Herbert, who received their their offensive coordinator, which is bad because their, their offense was not the problem. Their offense was one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. But uh, McCarthy, who's the, the actual head coach, he said, oh, uh, the offense is scoring too quickly. <laughs> Uh, so we need to go ahead and, and fire our offensive coordinator and uh, run the ball more. So he fired the offensive coordinator, got an offensive coordinator who is who has been kind of shoddy and only had a middling offense. Um, that guy went to go with Justin Herbert, who's a great quarterback. And now they got a guy who is, I guess, of the mindset with Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy's like, we need to run the ball more. So I brought down Dak Prescott to match that and only gave him 4,000 yards because last season he was closer to about 4,500 as far as what his projections would be. So I brought that down a bit. He he can, if Mike McCarthy gets his head out of his butt, (laughs) he can go up because he's got CeeDee Lamb. He's got Brandon Cooks. Um, he's got Michael Gallup second year removed from uh, his injury. He's got pieces to use. He's got Tony Pollard who can catch the ball just fine. He has pieces to use. He can definitely move up into that top 12. But right now, based on what Mike McCarthy wants to do, it's, it's, it, it's not going to work. So I, I have him down here in this range of 16, which it, it, it does feel low. It does feel low for Dak Prescott. I had Dak Prescott last year after his injuries in our redraft league, and it it was fine. It, he did feel a bit middling, but I think that's that's where Dak Prescott is right now, mainly because he had a lot of 
interceptions. And being a little bit biased against against the Cowboys as a Texans fan, that it was like, yeah, I'm glad to have him, and haha, he's having interceptions. <laughs> um, I I do kind of get it, but and I wanted to make fun of Dak Prescott. Oh, he's got interceptions. He's he's a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He's actually a very good quarterback, and he can be on that Justin Herbert level level close because I, I I honestly think that Justin Herbert is better. And Dak Prescott fans would be like, no, what do you mean Justin Herbert sucks? But the the interceptions weren't really his fault. If, if you watch them, the interceptions were like tip balls, the uh, and the wide receivers just weren't weren't catching them. He just had had a bad season. I, I think Dak Prescott can be in top 12, top 10 quarterbacks in the game and in fantasy-wise. He just had a bit of a bad season. So his interceptions were up. I don't have him with a lot of interceptions. Uh, I brought those interceptions down. It's just the yardage totals. It's just McCarthy needs to get his head out of his butt. That's that's what I think. But losing losing a pass heavy offense doesn't help. So we'll see what happens. It, it after the first few games, maybe he'll go up. But right now, I have him at sixteen. So at at, at fifteen, I've got Matthew Stafford. So this 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 surprised me a bit having him down this low. But the reason being is because he's not a runner. That's what it is. So. Because he's not a runner, that's why he's down so low. So you can still have those high yardage gains, but he's not going to be a game breaker for you because he doesn't run. So it's good to draft him to stack. Like with Cooper Cup, you're going to have that great game. Cooper Cup scores a touchdown. Matthew Stafford scores a touchdown. And that's great. But in fantasy football, the game-breaking QBs are the ones that run. So as you saw with the quarterbacks that I have below him, uh, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, all three of those guys don't have the yardage total that I have, 4,800. All these guys have 300, 290, 500 projected yards. Because of all that, they're all right next to him, but he's got another 800 yards passing. But the passing yardage in, in all formats, unless it's changed by your commissioner, are not worth nearly as much. 10 yards rushing is worth one point but it takes 25 yards passing to get that same point. So that, that's that's the difference. And because Matthew Stafford doesn't run, it's it's gonna it's going to affect that. So with him, he only gets about 1 yard per rush. So that's what I have him projected with. I have him rushing for 20 yards. He's he's not going to do much. He's going to try to get um, those QB sneaks to get that extra yard on a fourth down extra yard on a third down. If you're lucky, that extra yard for rushing touchdown. Other than that, he's not he's not doing much. Next up at 14, I've got Jared Goff. Jared Goff is close to that same player, passes about the same because the Rams also had Jared Goff. They played him about the same, but he doesn't get quite the passing. He doesn't have Cooper Cup. So I have him slightly less in passing yards, but he is more of a runner. He is younger. So I actually have him rushing for more yards, and he gets uh, more yards per carry. He has about four yards per carry. I have him at 75 yards. But even though he has 300 le- less yards in passing that I gave him, I do have him that one spot higher. Even though he doesn't have Cooper Cup, he does still have a very good possession-style receiver. He's got Amon Ross St. Brown. And both of these guys I have right around the same uh, touchdown totals. Still uh, just over 30. So I have Matthew Stafford 32. 
Jared Goff at 31. So they're both still very good. I do have Matthew Stafford with, with more interceptions. Now, the only reason being because his interception total was very high last season, and that's probably just because he was hurt. If it looks like it's not going to be that high, he's probably going to shift. So that, that also affected his total because, remember, each interception is worth negative two. And I have Jared Goff only at eight interceptions versus 18 for Matthew Stafford. Like I said, that and that could just be because, um, based on projections, what I saw from last year, he had a very high interception total. So that could just be where that, that effect is coming from. Uh, next up, I have Kirk Cousins, who always seems to be right around here. That makes him my QB 13. So we're at the fringe of QB 2 to QB 1. So uh, QB 1 would be number 12, which is a 12-team league. He's uh, just under that at QB 13. So this is Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. Reason being, reason that he's going to be close to that QB 1, he could hit that QB 1 spot which I believe he was QB12 last year, is because he has Justin Jefferson. Because he has, you know, arguably the number one wide receiver in the game, he's going to he's gonna be here. He always has that potential of being a QB1 because he has that high-end wide receiver. Now, he's not Patrick Mahomes, so he doesn't have the chance to be the top QB, but he has the chance to be a QB1. They also drafted a number one wide receiver, a round one wide receiver in the draft with um, Addison. So that's going to help out. Now he's not going to be Justin Jefferson, but he's going to help out Justin Jefferson either by drawing attention off of him or a lot because Justin Jefferson draws so much attention, he's going to eat himself. He's going to get, he's going to get, uh, good yardage he's going to get some touchdowns because everyone's looking at justin jefferson so when we get into the wide receiver rankings he's probably going to be uh within that you know top 24 maybe top 36 w- within that range even though he's a rookie which which is good mainly because he's got that top guy that's taking a lot of that attention away but because of because of those two guys um yeah, that's going to help that that is helping him be right on that fringe of QB1 uh, fantasy rankings. So where I've got him is uh, 4,500 yards. So like I said, when you get when you get these top guys, they're going to be at uh, right around this range of 4,000, 4,500 yards and up. So I've got him at 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, and he's also not much of a runner. He doesn't have 100 yards, but because he's got 30 touchdowns, 4,500 yards... And a few touchdowns. He ran in a few touchdowns right around in the red zone, 5, 10 yards out. That helped him out last season. Yeah, and uh, I finished that, the the quarterback show. So it was interesting watching <laughs> watching him go, yeah. It was good. And, of course, you get to watch um, Patrick Mahomes go all the way to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So we'll, we'll talk about that once we get to Patrick Mahomes. But that that's that's where I have him ranked. So getting, getting Kirk Cousins, and like we did in the mock draft, it is not it's not a bad decision. He's not going to be that middling guy, I don't think, because now he's got two viable wide receivers. He did have Adam Thielen last year, who was who was a solid a solid guy to have, but he was probably going to be right around that um, low end QB two, uh, not QB low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three range. And I think it's possible for Addison, who might sit there in like. 25 range at the beginning of the season, you know, might give you 
20 yards here, 30 yards there at the beginning of the season. And then toward the end of the season, might get closer to like 40, 50 yards. So and, and I would think that Addison would have a chance, which most rookies do at the end of the season, to really bulk up their stats. Rather than Adam Thielen, who is just going to be that solid, he's going to get you 20, 30 yards every game. Every once in a while, I'll give you a touchdown. So with Kirk Cousins, he's that guy to where, okay, if you don't get those high-end guys, then you can wait until that sixth, seventh round and get the other guys. So next up, now we're in the QB1. I actually have Anthony Richardson. So this is also surprising because he is a rookie pick. So we already talked about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, who both were picked ahead of him. Anthony Richardson, this one is going to be a scary pick. Personally, I would not try to pick Anthony Richardson as your first quarterback because you have no idea what's going to happen. I still project that he's going to play all 17 games, that he's going to be the starter. Now, even though that's true, you don't know what he's going to do. I have The reason that, that he is so high is because I expect him to run a bunch yeah. because his accuracy is crap. Yeah. But... That is the that's the cheat code in fantasy football is the fact that he that you have a running quarterback. If quarterback can run, because remember, ten yards of running is worth one point versus twenty five yards of passing. Yeah, yeah. Is worth one point. For eight hundred. Right. So with Anthony Richardson, I've got him with a terrible accuracy of fifty two percent and only twenty eight hundred yards. So I don't even have him getting three thousand. Yeah, like that's bad. Yeah. With uh, 16 TDs and 10 interceptions. So I don't even have him getting a touchdown a game passing. But I've got him getting 800 yards of rushing. So it, it, it is possible for him to potentially get 1,000 yards of rushing, which is what Lamar Jackson did. But he didn't have Lamar Jackson-style numbers coming out of college. That, that's, that's the thing. And everybody was trying to compare him to Lamar Jackson, but he wasn't Lamar Jackson in college. He didn't lead his team as well as Lamar Jackson did in Louisville in um, in Florida. So that's why I, I, didn't, I didn't project him as well as, as Lamar Jackson did in his rookie season. Still, he's up here. He's up here at, at number 12. I'm not going to draft him. Also, he is a Colt. So uh, it would be very hard for me to do that. And I, I just worry that it could be much worse. Now, now, yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of fantasy heads are going to say, "No, no, no, do it!" Because he's a Russian quarterback. Do it, do it. It's going to be great. Ah, I don't know. It could be freaking like a wild terrible. Card. It yeah, real bad. It that that's basically like shoot your shot, and if you're right, it's going to be fantastic. But yeah. if you're wrong, you destroyed <laughs> your team. Just like break even. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't do bad, and he didn't do good. He was just. <laughs> So yeah. the the reason that I have him so high is because I have him with thirteen rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. A lot. That that's that's the reason that he's up so high. Eight hundred yards and thirteen rushing touchdowns, and that that is that is a a middling running back that had really lucky on touchdowns. That that's what that is. That's a middling running back with lucky touchdowns that also passed the ball. <laughs> that that's what that is. So that's why he's he's up here so high. Uh, like I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I would rather have a quarterback that I trust that has a good wide receiver. He has decent wide receivers, but his accuracy is terrible. I I just, I have learned that I need to trust my gut (laughs) and my gut tells me no. (laughs) Um, 
like last season when we drafted for our rookies, even though everyone said Drake London was better than Chris Olave, I wanted Chris Olave. But when I was on the board, Drake London was there. Even though I wanted Chris Olave, I drafted Drake London, and I should have taken Chris Olave. And I started learning I need to trust my gut. And my gut says I should not trust Anthony Richardson. Just like now now when I'm on the board, this time in our rookie draft, I want C.J. Stroud. My gut says trust that's <laughs> trust in C.J. Stroud, not Anthony Richardson. And when the Tex- when when I wanted the Texans to take C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young, the Texans end up with C.J. Stroud. So I that that's that's the feeling I get, and I could be wrong. And fantasy comes with luck. It comes with yes, you need to do you need to do your research, all that fun stuff. But sometimes you just need to trust your gut and go with the guys that you want to see playing. It. I, I just I don't trust Anthony Richardson no matter what the fantasy heads say because there were there were there are guys that that I trust listening to that say Anthony Richardson guys that say yes Drake London and I still have Drake London on my team and I trust that he can do better but the fact that he's on a crappy team with a crappy quarterback it's just like he's got the talent but his quarterback sucks it I don't know so I'm wary of Anthony Richardson but that's just me next up <laughs> we have Trevor Lawrence and now Trevor Lawrence is a guy that I think you can trust, definitely. And even though he's on the Jags, which is a division rival to Texans, this guy you can trust, and this guy you can actually, I would say, trust to get up into that top five. Because he showed promise going from his, you can even call it like a redshirt season, which was crap, when he was a rookie, to his real rookie season with a good a good uh, head coach in Doug Peterson. Showed promise, got the Jags into the playoffs, and now he has a, a true second season, which is really his third, who can get you into that that top five QB range. And he's got Calvin Ridley, who's a good wide receiver, who's now able to come back off of um, sus- off of suspension. He's not suspended because he's hurt. He was suspended for gambling. Yeah, and it's 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 dumb. It Deshaun Watson is suspended six games for what he did and Calvin really suspended a whole year for gambling. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I get it, but I don't get it. It's, yeah. it's just one of those things, but back to, back to fantasy, uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, he does run. I have him at 4,000. I can see him definitely getting more. He's, he's got good wide receivers. Kristen Kirk was, was good for him last year. He's got Calvin Ridley coming in. Um, he's got Zay Jones who was a good wide receiver. He's got a lot of guys. He could very easily have two guys hit over a thousand yards, um, and he rushes. He could very easily hit uh, three, th- uh, not three thousand yards, three hundred yards. I've got him at two seventy five. He, he, I've got him with five rushing touchdowns. I've got him with uh, twenty eight TDs. He could very easily hit thirty. He, he's just a really solid guy. Could easily hit more. I don't see him hitting forty touchdowns as far as passing, but thirty plus, I, definitely in the cards. Definitely in the cards. So that's. That's him at 11. Now, 10, uh, I have Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, I, I really want to believe in. He got uh, Dabble from Buffalo Bills, from the Buffalo Bills, who was with Josh Allen, and he is essentially the one charged with getting Josh Allen on the straight and narrow, made him a superstar, made him an awesome QB. His accuracy was crap. 
and he was really athletic and just made him a superstar, made him that number one quarterback, and essentially did that to Daniel Jones. Not He didn't make him into Josh Allen, made him into Josh Allen light. But they got him into the playoffs, they won a playoff game, and now now they have Daniel Jones signed, I, I think it was two, maybe three-year deal, but it, they, got, they got him signed. And it's Josh Allen light. If you can't get Josh Allen, and you wanted Josh Allen, you can get Daniel Jones. <laughs> but it, it depends on if you believe what he did last year and can do. I believe I believe in Dabble, uh, Brian Dable. It's just hard to believe in Daniel Jones. I want to see it again. I believe it's possible. And that's what I ranked it as. I just kind of want to see it again. And if I don't see it happening the first few games, I'm, I'm going to bring it down. <laughs> But that that that's that's where I have it ranked. So if his accuracy stays up, because accuracy was bad, uh, I I didn't I didn't rank it with fumbles because he was really bad with fumbles before, and I I have nobody with fumbles right now. He's really bad at fumbles before. Uh, Brian Dable brought his his um his fumbles down, brought his interceptions down, um, kept his rushing up, which he was already doing, but made it efficient, made his passing efficient. Uh, I've got him with uh, 3,800 yards, so not quite 4,000, but he wasn't quite up there already. He had him with a lot of rushing, but mainly because they don't really have pass catchers. So I brought him up a bit because they got Darren Waller. They got Darren Waller from the Raiders, so he has a, a a solid tight end that he can use, but they don't really have much else. So they have a Wondell Moore, Who's who's decent? And he's in his second year. Um, they got Hyatt, who they just drafted. They've got Sterling Shepard still, but they just have a bunch of middling guys. So that's why I don't have him at four thousand up, like the other the other guys in this area. That's really the only issue. The thing that's keeping him up, aside from the fact that he only has eighteen touchdowns, so his his touchdowns really aren't aren't high. That's that's around where he was last year, about a touchdown game. The reason that he's up so high is because I have him with a buttload of rushing yards. He's got 750 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. So that's a okay running back. He's not a thousand yard running back, but he's that second tier of running back that can also pass. So I, I think Brian Dable is able to work with what he has. And if, if Darren Waller is able to get back to form, He's easily going to get over 4,000 yards. I don't think he's going to be able to get to that top five QB range, but because he can run, that he's going to keep you in games. So, again, he's Josh Allen light. You can't get Josh Allen, get Daniel Jones. All right. So, next we have Tua Tungavailoa. Tua Tungavailoa is a scary prospect, and that's not for the weapons he has. The weapons he has are fantastic. He's got Jalen Waddle. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Devon A-Chain. He's got Raheem Mostert. He's got Jeff Wilson. He's got um, Mike McDaniel as the head coach. The reason it's scary is because he gets hurt. (laughs) He had three concussions last year. He was out for four games, five games. And he is testing out a new helmet to help stop concussions. <laughs> Their team was investigated 
because they don't believe that they handled his concussions properly. He talked with his family to see if he was even going to continue playing football because of his concussions. So that's the scary part. But when he plays with Mike McDaniel and his weapons, he's great. You don't need to worry about him. So if you believe he's going to play all 17, which I haven't projected for, then you're fine. I have him at QB9. So if you believe he's going to play all 17, which I haven't, like I said, I haven't projected with, then everything's going to be all fine and dandy. I have him nearly 5,000 yards because he's not much of a runner. He's all passing. If he was a runner, he'd definitely be higher up. He wouldn't pass as much, but he doesn't need to. He's got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle together are nearly 5,000 yards. Sorry, nearly 3,000 yards alone. I've got him with 34 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. He's great with the ball, great accuracy. Doesn't run much. He, I only have him projected with a, like I said, with only a uh, hundred yards rushing. So he's not going to do much there. It's all going to be in the passing game against Baltimore in the fourth quarter last year. He had like three touchdowns. Just came back and whooped him, and Baltimore led that entire game. So he has it all in him to win you a week. He's got the weapons to win you a week. It's just the scary part is the him staying healthy. That's that's the only thing I'm I'm worried about personally. I I might be willing to if if the price for him goes low enough. If the price for him goes low enough, like maybe the fifth or sixth round. I, I think I'd be willing to do it, but I definitely have an insurance <laughs> QB for sure. Uh if just like I, when I when I picked up Matthew Stafford as my second QB in that um, in the Superflex mock draft, and then I picked up Brock Purdy, that uh, me worrying about Matthew Stafford, I, I think I actually worry about Tua Tagovailoa more, as far as a uh, health risk. Uh, Matthew Stafford, we knew his his back had had problems because he he had problems with it before, but Tua Tagovailoa, him being out with concussions over and over again, it yeah, it's just. <laughs> It, it it was I I wanted to trade for Tua Tungvaloa in our Dynasty League. And then once he got hurt, I was like, no, nah, I don't I don't need to do this. He got a second concussion already. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I, I don't I don't need to trade for him. You keep him. Back <laughs> <laughs> on the short bus, bro. Alright. So uh now to QB eight, I believe. Yes, QB eight. We've got Justin Herbert. So we were just talking about Justin Herbert. Uh so that is the Los Angeles Chargers QB. Uh, I've got him at QB eight, like I said, at five thousand yards. And now I, I think that it that is reasonable. Now that sounds like a lot because the only QB to reach five thousand yards last season it was Patrick Mahomes. Now the reason that I say that that's that's in the cards. This is if all uh, his top three weapons, sorry, his top four weapons stay healthy. But he's got four solid weapons. So like Brock Purdy. Has weapons, but Brock Purdy is not Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen, he has Mike Williams. If those two stay healthy, that that helps him out. But he's also got Austin Eckler, who is a solid, great pass catching back, who finished as the top the top running back either both the last two years or one and two the last two years. 
Austin Eckler, and then he also got um, Johnston as another wide receiver in the last draft. So he's got he's got a possession receiver, he's got a round one wide receiver, as long as both of those guys stay healthy. Then he's got another rookie round one wide receiver plus Austin Eckler. So he's got a four guys that can easily help him get to five thousand yards easily. So that's that's where I've got him now. Last year was bad, granted, but Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were on and off the field. That's fine. Austin Eckler was there. He was still a top 10 quarterback. Now, um, Austin Eckler still had his games, still had passing uh, passing touchdowns. Those all go to Dustin Herbert. Um, then he's not, the only hard part is that he's not a running quarterback. So, because he's not a running quarterback, I have only got him with 150 rushing yards and no rushing touchdowns. The reason being, when they're within the 10-yard line, they're within the red zone, he's not going to be running it in. He doesn't need to. He's got Austin Eckler. That's all going to go to Austin Eckler. And because of that, he doesn't need to rush it in. He's not going to get that rushing touchdown. He's going to pass it to Austin Eckler or hand it off, probably pass it to Austin Eckler. And that's still points for Justin Herbert. So I've got him at 33 touchdowns. And 12 interceptions. So he's great with the ball. His accuracy is good. And he's not going to give you a lot of interceptions. He could very easily finish top 10 with with, th- with that amount of work. It's just because he doesn't run the ball. If he ran the ball more, had rushing touchdowns, he'd be higher up. But because he can get that many yards and has that many weapons and could very easily get to 40 touchdowns, he could easily finish in that top 10. Surprisingly, right above him at my QB7, and my QB7 is Geno Smith. I'm Yeah, I was just really surprised I had him up here. But I think it's because I have Geno Smith as more of a rusher than Justin Herbert. So Geno Smith, even though it's Geno Smith (laughs) from Seattle, because he had such... uh, I'm now... I'm projecting off of what he did last year. He fell off a bit toward the end of the season, but he did get Seattle into the playoffs. So, Geno Smith, um, I have him at less yards, but he did rush more. I do have him rushing more uh, with 350 yards. So, that's what helps him get above Justin Herbert. They're still right at about the same tier at at what I think, but I I think Justin Herbert... I would draft Justin Herbert above Geno Smith personally, just because I think Justin Herbert can get can get more, can get more touchdowns. But just where I have them projected right now, um, this is where it's it's falling. So I, I still think that Justin Herbert can get more. This is just where my projections are falling. So uh, Geno Smith, at least where I have projected, forty five hundred yards, thirty two touchdowns, twelve interceptions, and. Uh, 350 rushing yards with only one rushing touchdown. So he didn't, projection-wise from last year, he didn't uh, get a lot of rushing touchdowns. Like I said, only one, so that was 1-17, obviously. But he did rush a lot. Even though he has Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker, he does like to run, and he can. Justin Herbert can also run, it's just he prefers to be a pocket passer. So that's just where it falls. And what what will push Justin Herbert above Geno Smith, which I think he can do, I'm just not projecting it based on where everything kind of falls right now with my rankings, 
um, is the touchdowns, the passing touchdowns. Geno Smith also has Jackson Smith and Jigba, who uh, is also a first-round wide receiver. Justin Herbert also got another first-round wide receiver. So they're, they're both there. I just It's just how everything kind of fell. Next up is Justin Fields. Also, the rushing is what pushes him ahead. So Justin Fields with Chicago, above Geno Smith now. Um, I have him with a lot less passing because he's not as prolific as a passer as the other guys. So I only have him with 3,300 passing yards and much less touchdown passing touchdowns, only 22. And he also, comparatively with the interceptions, as far as what the ratio would be, 13 interceptions to 22 touchdowns. So it's about 50% split because he's not as good with the football, which is fine because much of his power in fantasy comes from the fact that he rushes. And that's what we saw last year. Once the Chicago Bears unleashed him, that's where he became like a weak winning QB because he was getting 20 plus points a game because they were allowing him to rush the ball so much. So that's where I gave him a lot of his power. Now I have him with 1,200 yards. Projected out from what he was doing last year, that's what it seemed like he was going to be able to do is somewhere at least over 1,000 yards. And as long as I keep that going, I have him with 1,200 yards instead. So 200 rushes, 1,200 yards and um, 10 rushing touchdowns. So as long as they keep that going, as long as they have that uh, that O-line protecting him well enough to give him those lanes and they have either him scrambling or designed runs, which are even better, where th- like that's exactly what's supposed to happen, those QB draws or um, those outside runs, that's the best way to handle it because it's meant to go that way. He has those blockers meant to go out. And they don't get those penalties where they have an O-lineman down, down the field that's not supposed to be out there. Because he has 1,200 yards rushing, that's an extra 120 points for him that pushes him up into this upper echelon of the top six. And then, now we've got Joe Burrow. So we're getting to these high-end guys. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, top five. So even though he's not a rusher, he's at 4,900 yards. I've got him at 4,900 with almost 40 touchdowns. So this is, like I was saying, even though he's not a rusher, if Justin Herbert can get near near 40 touchdowns, he's going to be in this top five, in this range. And I believe I believe Justin Herbert can do that. I shouldn't have it projected with uh, the touchdowns. With uh, Joe Burrow, I have a 38 with only 14 interceptions. So again, very good with the, the, the football and protecting it. He does rush a little bit. Joe Burrow does rush a little bit more than Justin, Justin Herbert. With 275 yards and six six rushing touchdowns. So he does rush more than Justin Herbert. But Justin Herbert would be able to get up here as long as he was able to get close to 40 touchdowns, which I think he can. It's just based on projection of what Joe Burrow was doing, he he got more of those um, red zone rushes compared to what, what Justin Herbert was doing because Justin Herbert has Austin Eckler. Now, Joe Burrow does have Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon is pretty inefficient. He's below four yards per carry, which is what you want for a running back. You want four yards per carry plus. And Austin Eckler is at least four yards per carry plus. He's also pass, a pass catching back. Now, Joe Mexican can have those blow-up games, but it's pretty rare. He had one game with five touchdowns, but that was one game out of 17. And he might get a two-touchdown game, but most of the time he's just going to be really inefficient and hopefully you get something out of him. 
he's just going to be one of those solid running backs that might get you 10 points, might get you 15, but that's about it. And then Joe Burrow also has Joe Burrow also has his his solid wide receivers, and he's just a really good quarterback. He's got T. Higgins, he's got obviously Jamar Chase, and he's got uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is not a high end wide receiver, but he's solid. And then John Joe Mixon is solid. So number four is Patrick Mahomes. Surprisingly, he's at number four above Joe Burrow instead of in the top three or number two that's just because he's not a prolific runner he does run so Patrick Mahomes obviously from Kansas City uh, who I watched the the quarterback show uh, got to watch him go all the way to the the Super Bowl I did finish it um, it again it was just interesting to watch like all the stuff that he ends up going through he like did the NFL honor show he did win MVP I forgot about that and he just pre-recorded himself, like, like, con- like doing the congratulatory stuff. And like while he was doing that, like while he was watching the the NFL honors, he was just going through the his um, routine of going through plays and what the defense does and all that stuff. Because he he actually just said like, yeah, it makes more sense for me to prepare rather than go to NFL honors. <laughs> And then Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins wasn't asked to go to NFL Honors until like a couple of days before, and then he was asked two hours after he was asked to go to then sing on NFL Honors. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was weird. It was a song for Tom Brady. Uh, with Kelly Clarkson, it was a spoof on "Since You Begone." Uh, about Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just the, um, still the amount of work and stuff they have to do. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. The stuff they have to keep track of. Uh, I couldn't do it. No, I, I wouldn't want to. Maybe for the money. Like that's really good money. I mean, you do a lot already with this. You know, I feel like some people would say that. Like, oh man, I will never do this. <laughs> and I'm not even getting paid for this. Yeah, you're not even getting paid for it. And I know it's a bit different too, because it's like this, like what they do is just beyond like ridiculous, like physically <laughs> and mentally. This is just mentally. So it takes a toll, it takes a toll on the body. I mean. Oh, just even mental stuff just takes a toll on the body. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> and then add, like, physical stuff. You're just, like, uh, like literally destroyed. Like, man, you thought your regular life was <laughs> was a lot. Imagine a celebrity <laughs> or, I guess, an athlete. I guess a counselor. Athlete. Athlete. I didn't know athlete had three syllables. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so I've got Pat Mahomes. I, I wasn't going to put him at 5,000 yards just because it seemed a bit ridiculous, mainly because the only real pass catcher he has is ta- is Travis Kelsey. That's it. That's all he has. And and uh, also some of the news that came out today, which we didn't go into, was Kadarius Tony is now injured again, <laughs> which 
even though even though Patrick Mahomes has said, yes, Kadarius Tony is going to be awesome. He's like one of the greatest receivers I've ever seen and all this other crap. It's just like, no, he gets hurt too much. And guess what? He got hurt. So that's how I had him projected. So after I heard that, I went back into my rankings and I was just like, okay, how much uh, I'm going to take him down. Like I think I took him down three or four games. And then I looked at, at how, how much I gave him, which was maybe, I think I gave him 40 receptions. And I was like, yeah, it's still about right. <laughs> so, yeah, I only have him about 40 receptions. I, I don't project him doing much of anything. So it, it's Travis Kelsey giving him about anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 yards. And then the rest is just kind of sparsely sprinkled in with everybody else that's there. That's... Uh, like he can obviously with not much going on besides Travis Kelsey get five thousand yards because he did that last year. But I can't, I can't be true to like what I see there. Give him five thousand yards because I don't see where else it's gonna go. Like Tua Tagovailoa, I could give him five thousand yards because he's got two, two wide receivers that can give him three thousand. But. Travis uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes only has one guy that can give him fifteen hundred. It it's like I said, it's possible because he obviously did. I just I I just can't give it to him. <laughs> so right now I've got Patrick Mahomes at forty seven hundred, forty two touchdowns. He could get fifty. He's done it. But I can't just be like, yes, he's getting fifty because yeah, he did like round up. <laughs> I, I, I can't round up that high. This is that. So that's what I have. Plus with that that based on my my projections of four hundred passes. That gives him a 7% um, TD per attempt. So that means that uh, 7% of, of, of his passes are a touchdown. That's ridiculous because the average should be about every 4% of his passes. So that means that out of every 100 passes, 7 of them are touchdowns. That's ridiculous. When the average is 4 out of every 100 so yeah, I it, I I just can't I I can't say that it's happened. He's done it, but I can't just be like, yeah, that's my projection. Fifty touchdowns. It's 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 just too much. He can do it. We know he can do it, but I just can't. <laughs> I just can't say that. Um, for his rushing, I've got him at three hundred and fifty, um, and four rushing touchdowns. So that 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 keeps him up. He can obviously do more. We know he can do more. If you want to draft him number one, by all means, draft him number one. Josh Allen was number one last year, but we all know Patrick Mahomes can do number one. It's the scary part is because he's got no one else besides Travis Kelsey. That's it. We all know that. Then Lamar Jackson, I was actually surprised he got up this high, but projecting uh, what the new offense is going to be, which is more passing versus running, Lamar Jackson is always going to be a running quarterback. But if he passes more, then that just opens up his threat level. So what I have him with is over 4,000 yards, so 4,250, with 30 touchdowns. And this is just projecting based on what it sounds like their offense is going to be. Now their offense, he's got uh, Odo Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, and now Zay Flowers, who they uh, drafted in the first round. And now that he's got those three guys, plus J.K. Dobbins, if he's healthy, as the the running back, who's now two years removed from his inju- his injury, that is going to open up his game, which is what I was uh, planning for. Now he can, if he passes enough, 
get up to 4,500 yards, which is definitely going to kick him in this top three, which is where I have him ranked, but I only have him with 4,200 yards. But Lamar Jackson is always has always been known as a running quarterback, which definitely holds him up here. I am a bit worried just because we haven't really seen it yet because he did have really prolific games for the first three to five weeks last season, and then it kind of fell off. But then he got hurt, and then it was gone, obviously. But they got rid of Greg Roman, who was, he's a runner. We want to run. And Lamar was just like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. And to keep him happy, they gave him a new a new uh, contract. They got rid of Greg Roman, and they, they gave him, uh, I forget the new OC's name, but an OC that says, no, we want to pass. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I want to pass. They got him, they got him wide receiver, uh, Odell Beckham. And then they got him a wide receiver in the draft to show like, yes, we will help you. We want to pass for you. So that's what they did. That's what I projected with. So I have him at 4,250 and I've got him uh, with still a thousand rushing yards. So that's what's keeping him up. So I still see him as a runner. I still see him as being able to get that thousand rushing yards. He might not get quite to a thousand, but he can still get 800 plus rushing yards. We're still going to keep him up in the top five at the very least. Uh, and number two, I've got Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was whatever you want to call it. He he was sent from the aliens. The uh, new Tom Brady. The new Tom Brady. Uh, what? He was sent from the aliens is all, all I'll say. He was sent from the aliens when he jumped from whatever he was his rookie season. Or, no, that wasn't even his rookie season. It was his second season. And then... He suddenly became amazing after he got A.J. Brown and went to the freaking Super Bowl. And if you drafted him like I did, and you were just amazed, you were so happy. I was happy. Although it, I, I didn't win, but I got I got fourth. I got fourth that in, in that league. But regardless, he was crap that season, and then last season he was amazing. And now... If you want to draft Jalen Hurts as your top quarterback, by all means, because he is awesome. I have him with 4,200 yards. He could easily get more than that. He's got two great wide receivers. He's got A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. They lost Miles Sanders, but that's fine. They have their goal line running back, which is Jalen Hurts. He's going to get, I have him projected with 875 rushing yards. He's not Lamar Jackson. It, it doesn't matter. He's their goal line back. You want to know how he's their goal line back? You want to know how? Yeah. So they take the running backs behind him. They take their hands, grab his butt, and then they push him into the end zone. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. It's not illegal. Some teams tried to make it illegal. Yeah. It's not. It's it's still not. They tried. They tried to make it illegal. But no, it's not. So they're still gonna do it. Yeah, I said they should. From 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 the one yard line. That's like yeah. Come on now. Do what the coaches. I've trained he, you to do. He, Stop this thing. He he was the number one goal line back in the league. He scored a buttload of times. So I have him projected with 15 touchdowns rushing. Plus 25 passing touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. So I have him with over 40 touchdowns total. Only seven interceptions. Yeah. And that, that's that's because I'm predicting a what, what he did last year. And I don't see why it should be any different. 
I, I see no reason why. Granted that that passing wise, it's not like Patrick Mahomes level. It's not seven percent TDs per attempts. It's it's just under five percent. But that's perfectly fine. He doesn't need to be because he's the number one goal linebacker. So their running back right now is DeAndre Swift, and it's Rashad Penny. They're going to do okay. But they're not going to get the goal line touches as often as Jalen Hurts is. Reason being, because he may not be as big as Josh Allen, but they do what I just said. They push him into the end zone. <laughs> That's, he, it's, it's great. I could have projected him more for more because the projection said he was going to get more. Yeah, it's it, so he he could easily be any one of these top five six guys can be the number one QB. Any one of these guys can. So if you want to take any one of these guys as, as a top QB, by all means, do it. Uh, no, no one's no one's going to argue. Now, if you want to throw out the 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 sound that sleeper gives you, like what the, and try to do a, a defense right at that same spot. No, don't don't do that. But any one of these top six guys, yeah, any one of them can easily be the number one. If you're doing a super flex, and you take one of these guys in the first round, yeah. If you and you're, if you're not doing super flex, take one of these guys in the second round, do a mock and see how your team turns out. But your team at the end of the year will probably end up fine with any one of these guys. Now, of course, based on how projections came out, Josh Allen at number one. King Buffalo Bill. <laughs> King Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah, yo. Uh, and Buffalo Bill. King Same. Buffalo Bill. Um, could also very easily get to 5,000 yards. Now, he did dip last year because he lost Brian Dable. Brian Dable was the guy that turned him around, the guy that turned uh, Daniel Jones into Josh Allen Light. But he's still Josh Allen. He also hurt his arm last year. So that played a big part. He was doing just fine until he hurt his arm. He, I think he also knocked it on another helmet, if I if I remember correctly. I don't remember if it was his elbow or just his forearm, but he did something and messed up his arm for like half the season. He still was fine. It just made his throws a bit off. It got him a few more interceptions. But he was still he still finished as the number one QB. So everything was everything was good. Um, I still have his accuracy is just fine. I still have his ends pretty low as far as the ratio compared to his TDs. I have him with 4,500 yards. Like I said, he could still get close to five, 5,000 yards. He still has Stefan Diggs. Uh, they've got Dalton Kincaid, which is a rookie tight end, which I'm not projecting that rookie tight end to be fantastic. He's just going to be a decent tight end. Um, but he's got uh, 40 TDs in my projections, 15 interceptions. He's going to rush like crazy. I have him with 800 yards. He's not Lamar Jackson. He could be, but I, I, I don't think he's going to get up to 1,000 yards. It's going to be close. Uh, but I do have him with eight rushing touchdowns. They don't try to push him into the end zone like they do Jalen Hurts because they don't need to. He's a much bigger guy. Jalen Hurts is still a big guy, but he's not Jalen Hurts. Jalen, uh, sorry, um, Jalen Hurts is not Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a much bigger guy than Jalen Hurts. He's still going to get his. He's still going to rush into the end zone. Him being the goal line back, kind of like Jalen Hurts is, does hurt James Cook, the running back. 
And it's possible that Dalvin Cook, which is kind of news, might end up being uh, being a running back with the Buffalo Bills. He, he talked about it. He said it would be cool, but that's just speculation. They talked to him about it. Only reason being because Naeem Hines did get hurt in a jet ski accident. Not that he was being reckless, which is bad. Um, apparently, he was sitting still on his jet ski, or maybe he was moving, but someone else hit him on his jet ski and busted his knee, so he's out for the season. Oh. So now the Bills are in need of another running back. So it's possible that Dalvin Cook, a free agent from the Minnesota Vikings, might be with his brother in on the Buffalo Bills, which they, they sorely would need another running back. Otherwise, it's just James Cook. I say sorely, but James Cook could pull it off. It's just we all know that the goal lineback in Buffalo is Josh Allen. All right, so those are the rankings. Um, in order, we've got number one, Josh Allen, two, Jalen Hurts, then on down, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Geno Smith, Justin Herbert, Tua Tungvaluwa, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy. The rest of the guys I've got are Bryce Young, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, C.J. Stroud, Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, and Kyler Murray. All right, so next week we will go over wide receivers, same way we did here, talk about them, fun stuff. Of course, we'll go over more than just the top 20 because, hey, it's wide receivers. You got more than just one per team. But uh, hope you had fun. Hope you were informed. You were just kind of sitting there listening. You weren't talking about stuff. I'm a good listener. Well, yeah. I like the audience. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us more. Well, Tell us more. Well, I hope it was helping you out when uh, it comes to you getting ready for your drafts. What were you oh, thinking? Was, oh, but yes. Um, how do you think it was helping you for your drafts? Trying to remember the names. I don't pick that guy if all the goodies are taken. Tua Tugalov. Tua Tugalov. Just say Tua. Whatever his name is. Um, who else were you saying? Baloney. Baloney? I can't remember his name. But yeah, just very well informed going for the main the main big fish top five well you, when it comes to the fact that we're in super flex yeah you, you definitely have to look out for the for the top guys top guys top guys for sure but you you will have to look for those guys in the top two two rounds for sure yeah i know i was gonna say it then knowing my luck it's like oh man last pick or not necessarily last pick, but what the worst pick is. And then it's like, oh, I don't got any of like even the top 10. So I got to remember what uh what guys were good and not get those guys that are bad. <laughs> or just like iffy, like what you said. Oh, the, the, the Deshaun Washington or something. Deshaun like Watson? Yeah. You're like, don't get him. It's not good. And then was it Aaron? No. Who was just a wild card. Just very risky. Oh, Anthony Richardson? Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Yep. Almost got his name right. <laughs> but yeah. You got this. I got this. I believe in you. And we'll win.
and uh, thank the podcast for uh, in my acceptance speech. <laughs> You'll have an acceptance speech? Yeah. Okay. All right. So like, oh, man, how did you do it? What's your secrets? Come on, I'm glad you feel informed. Informed and ready to go for wide receivers. Quarterbacks, I mean I didn't I didn't know a lot of those guys. Cause the guys that I did know, I'm like, oh dang, they're not even <laughs> on the top twenty. Um The Braidster. A A Ron. Just like main names you hear. And they're like, oh, Guess that guy isn't as good as he used to be. More time has just passed on a lot. And it's it's just been a while. And it's like, oh, okay, so there's just like new faces now. Yeah. Which makes sense. Can't stay good forever. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. was Tom not like number one head honcho for like the longest time? Not necessarily the number one QB, no. Oh. I guess I just thought so in my mind. <laughs> I thought they were winning all the bowls, but well, yeah, he, he was. But as far as like fantasy is concerned, no, he wasn't the number one QB. Oh, really? No. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, that's funny how that works. It's like, hmm. <laughs> kids aren't picking me for their fantasy, but uh, I'm winning in real life. Freaking six bowl rings or whatever they got. So he's doing something right. Keep, right. keep it up. Well, it's been fun. Been lots of fun. All right, folks. You good? I'm good. All right. All right. Until next time. Peace out, ballers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, football peoples? It's Tony, your friendly neighborhood commissioner, and you've reached the end of another episode of the Commish Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, getting your weekly dose of fantasy football goodness, stats, rankings, and whatever else is going on in the football world. If you did enjoy it, please consider supporting us for only a dollar a week at patreon.com slash the Commish Podcast. It'd be a great help, and any patrons that we get will get a shout out here on the Commish Podcast. Once again, Thanks for listening.